This is Man Afraid of Everything. Sam Balter is the host of Weird Work, a podcast about unconventional jobs, like being the head knight at medieval times. Sam's from Boston and works for HubSpot. He's in his 30s and was thinking about getting a dog, but he had concerns. I've never had to take care of a living thing in my life, so obviously there was a fear that maybe I would kill it or it would escape or I wouldn't feed it or something like that. So there was kind of these like, just fear of caring for something. I think there was another set of fears around, like, am I going to be able to afford this dog? Is, is this going to become a burden? You know, am I not going to like it? Then I also had sort of this set of fears around my wife and the dog because I had grown up with dogs, but she had never grown up with dogs. So I was worried, like, what if, what if she doesn't like the dog or doesn't like having a dog around the house? Were you worried about the dog kind of destroying the apartment? Oh, hell yeah. 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 I mean, I have a tiny, I have a tiny one bedroom apartment and I was pretty concerned about the dog destroying stuff. Fortunately, they don't have a ton of crap. So there wasn't a ton of things for the dog to destroy. But if it did destroy things, I would be very upset about it. Sam had a couple of pugs when he was a kid. He didn't have a ton of responsibilities, though. Like, yeah, sure, walking it, but like, that's not really the biggest thing. With the pugs, they were they were great. Like, I love those dogs. They're incredibly loyal. Uh, not a lot of other people like them because they're kind of like weird looking and, and they have a lot of health problems and they have a lot of issues. But I really always just like loved them and they were like my best friends. So I had really enjoyed having dogs growing up. Before that, though, we did have some sort of mixed breed dog, which had attacked me on a few occasions. So that was definitely something kind of looming in the back of my head was like, oh, my God, what if this dog is like Max, which was the name of the horrible dog we had, which would, you know, bite you and and attack anybody that went near the garbage cans and stuff like that. So it was understandable. He was a little afraid to get a dog. And also one of my friends had a German shepherd that really liked me, but would attack other people. One time this dog, like they were walking in the woods, like him and his dad dog ended up running away and then jumping off a hill and then killing a deer. Um, what? So like, like straight up just went into like insane mode, ran over a hill, jumped off, grabbed a deer by the neck and killed it. And so, yeah, there's definitely what I was thinking about my dog. Like all of these things are floating around in my head of like, oh my God, what if I have some, you know, killing machine or attack dog? Like I really don't want to mess with that at all. I guess like, to be honest, I'm also a little bit scarred um, from my previous pugs because they, I had two. Uh, I had two pugs. Uh, their names were Winston and Daisy. Uh, and Winston and Daisy. Winston was older than Daisy. Uh, Daisy had kind of a heart condition, right? Mm-hmm. So me and my family, we go on this trip, put the dogs in the kennel. At the time, very very sad. Uh, but Winston passes away at the kennel uh, mm-hmm. while we're gone. And Daisy is, I think she was about 
four or five years younger than Winston was, or actually maybe it was only like three years younger, but um, because of her heart condition, she noticed that Winston had uh, passed away. That caused her an enormous amount of stress, and then she passed away as well. Oh, wow. So the last time I had owned dogs and left them in a kennel, both of them ended up uh, dying upon our return. So it was really like, it was a very sad situation. Um, so it was something where I was really hesitant to put my dog in a kennel for a long period of time. So I wanted some people that I knew to watch the dog. You know, you, you are going to this world that's less formal than a kennel, right? Yeah. Somebody's home. What if he eats something he's not supposed to there? What if he you know, bites a wire? What if he escapes somehow? Something like that. So that there's definitely like a little bit of fear around what if something happens while, while I'm gone. Sam decided to get a dog, but he did a ton of research beforehand. I, you know, would endlessly read about different dog breeds and things about adopting dogs. I would read about people's experience adopting dogs. I talked to a lot of people that I work with about their dogs and still felt nervous because at the end of the day, all the research kind of pointed to was like, yeah, you can try as much as you want to figure things out, but at the end of the day, the dog is still its own personality, so you can't fully predict it. So he tried to control what he could. Getting the dog and tax refund were relatively within the same time period. So basically, I said that all the money we're getting from the tax refund is going to the dog, and that will pay for a lot of like the initial dog things which was not 100% accurate <laughs> because, yeah, I quickly learned getting a rescue dog. Um, they don't always come in the best shape. Uh, so he had all sorts of things wrong with him when he got here. He's got worms, giardia, kennel cough. And it's like I had money saved for unanticipated cost. And then like that unanticipated cost got used up in about a week. Kind of the way I ended up adopting it was through this service called Pet Finder. So my dog is actually from Alabama, so I had never actually met the dog before. Wow. So you bought a dog online. <laughs> I bought a dog online. Yeah, I bought a dog online. Okay, so when you get a dog online, like they just give the dog, you know, a temporary name or whatever. And we were thinking about calling the dog Shadow. Um, we were thinking we had some other names, but we were like, let's not get too serious about names. Then we saw this one. And when me and my wife were going back and forth on it, we were like, oh, should we get Sebastian? So we not get Sebastian. Should we get Sebastian? Should we not get Sebastian? And then we were like, we should get Sebastian. You know, we'll change his name eventually. And then we were like, you know, what is Sebastian going to want to do? What is Sebastian? And then we were like, you know what? We love this name. We're going to stick with it. That's the dog's name. So that was the temporary name? The temporary name became the permanent name, and it was Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> when I looked online at the dog, they said that the dog was a mix between a Labrador 
a Shih Tzu, a Dachshund, and a Pug. To be honest, I have no idea if that's accurate or not. Somebody told me this recently. They said he is a perfect marshmallow. And by perfect marshmallow, they mean that he is golden brown, and then he has little white spots on him. His feet are white, and the tip of his tail is white, and a little bit of his underbelly. So he's a small little dog with almost like a chihuahua-y face and floppy ears. Did you do anything to dog-proof the home before you got the dog? Uh, yeah, 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 I, um, I'm a big fan of plants. I have a lot of plants in my house. One thing I didn't realize about dogs is certain plants are poisonous to them, ones that are just normal house plants. So I had to move everything around and put all the plants in high up locations where the dog couldn't get it. And then I, I actually had one that's just kind of like a small tree in my apartment. Uh, and, and with that, it's just in my bedroom in the middle of the room because I have nowhere else to put it. Um, so, so we did things like that. We did things like we tried to get wires away from the electrical outlet you know, trying to make sure that anything that was sitting on shelves or something like that, if a dog smashed into it, it wouldn't fall over and crush the dog. One thing I will add that I didn't anticipate with the dog is like, people lose their fucking shit around puppies. I didn't think that like every time I took the dog for a walk, people would stop me and start talking to me. So it created this whole other level of social interaction that I I didn't anticipate. Uh, And I I live in Boston. I grew up in Boston. It's not necessarily the friendliest city. So I wasn't really used to strangers coming up to me on the street and talking to me and asking to pet my dog and, you know, all this other stuff. And are you normally comfortable with that type of interaction, like without the dog? Uh, no, not really. (laughs) I mean, like, like, I'm not like crazy about it or anything like that. But I'm not like, uh, my wife is from the Midwest. And when we moved to Boston, she would always say hi to people on the street. And people would just put their heads down or ignore her. And that's the way I like things to be. Like if people say hi to me on the street, like I kind of opt for like, why are you talking to me? Like I don't have anything to offer you right now. And I don't know who you are. Why would we say hi? Just because we live near each other. Um, But then with the dog, all of a sudden, it's like, now I know all of my neighbors. Um, I know everybody else in the park who has dogs. Uh, There's a whole bunch of homeless people who hang out in the park and where Sebastian goes for walks a lot of the times. And like, now I personally know every single one of them as well. And there's this old woman on my street. She must be, she's Italian and she doesn't speak almost any English. And she spends all day just walking up and down the the street. And we don't talk at all, but she always says hi to Sebastian and will like kind of shuffle over and, and she'll just be like, my friend, my friend, my friend. And then, and then, you know, go about walking back and forth some more. So she'll, she'll come out of her house to see him too. Has your wife had the same uh, experience as you? How, how does she feel about the dog? Yeah, we, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I'm so happy, you know, that, you like the dog and that you you know love the dog and everything's going so well and that was one of my biggest fears 
but she's been uh, very heavy with him. The only thing she's kind of gets pissed about, which we both do, is when the dog whines at night and, and will keep us up sometimes. I also live in a small apartment with neighbors. Uh, Mm. I don't want to get kicked out of my apartment or put the neighbors through hell by having this dog bark all night. So what we'd end up doing is we didn't want the dog to sleep in the bed with us because that's what a lot of people do. And I don't don't want to do that. So we we put the dog cage up on a, uh, we raised it up so the dog could see us. And then we would sleep on the other side of the bed so that our heads were right next to the dog. And then we could put our hand in the cage. Right. So we did that for a couple of days. Then we put the dog on the ground in the bedroom. Uh, you know, and we did that for a few days. And then we put the dog in the kitchen and like it was hell. Um, and it was not, the dog wasn't happy. So what we would end up doing, and I still occasionally end up doing, is like I'll lay on my kitchen floor with like a pillow and I'll just I'll just lay there next to the dog for for a little while before I go to sleep and I'll I'll put my hand through the cage kind of so that I'm touching the dog until he falls asleep and then I get up and I I go to bed like 30 minutes later. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So yeah, you can sort of comfort it but it's it's I mean the comforting is and that's like sort of one of the funny and I I feel like people who have kids always run into this where there's this funny like asymmetry where the dog is sitting there and he's sitting on a bed full of toys and you know all sorts of nice things and it's comfortable and I'm laying on a cold tile floor in the middle of the night shoving my hand through a cage just so he feels more comfortable you're sort of like this is a good thing for me to do as a human and to be a better person but god damn it's annoying yeah, you're still laying on a, a cold tile floor. <laughs> yeah, it, there's no way to get around the fact that it's like 1.30 in the morning on a Tuesday and I have like an 8 a.m. meeting and I'm laying on the floor trying to put this dog to sleep. <laughs> During an episode of Weird Work, Sam spoke with Nina Keneally, who runs a service called Need a Mom NYC. She's like a professional mom for hire. And I asked her about getting a dog. And one of the things that she had mentioned to me is she's like, you know, it's a lot harder to be depressed when you have a dog. She's like, the dog kind of forces you to do things that you you might not want to do when you're depressed. Like, get out. Like, you have to go outside. You have to go for walks. You have to go do stuff that's like stupid for humans, but really fun for dogs, like like throwing a ball around or running back and forth. So I, I notice, like I I tend sometimes to when I get stressed to to kind of to you know sit around and and binge watch shows and you know not want to go out or not want to do anything. And I think that part of having a dog just the logistics of getting out there and that in kind of like combination with the growing affection towards the dog um just has made me a lot happier overall so how has it been so far being a, a proud dog owner yeah good (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah okay so there's I mean there's definitely ups and ups and downs of it I mean one of the things is like I think it 
at a really at a really like high level having the dog I, I don't, I don't know if this is necessarily a fair way to say it, or if this is, a, if this sounds weird or anything like that, but I used to kind of think of like love and affection as something that was like limited, right. You know, like some people might use a phrase like space in my heart, you know, like, Oh, you know, like they occupy a certain space in my heart. Like as if something is like your heart is limited in the amount of like affection you could have towards somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think like in some ways, like I kind of used to think that like, I have affection towards like my friends, you know, and for my wife and my family and like all these different areas. And I thought it was kind of a set amount. And I think that there was somewhat of a looming feeling in my head that like, maybe I would just like other people less after getting the dog. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead, it's just sort of made me a lot happier overall, like in a way that's just made my other relationships seem better and nicer as well. And like, I don't feel like the dog has, I feel like it's only added to my kind of capacity to be understanding towards other people. And so that was something that I thought was like the most shocking is like, no matter what, you know, after even having this thing for like a week, I'm like, I I would never leave you, Sebastian. We're best friends. We're gonna hang out all the time. It's okay. You know, I I don't feel like I could, I I didn't think it was going to be that quick. And have you taken any uh, trips without the dog yet? I've taken a few business trips where uh, I've had to leave the dog. But this Saturday, I'm I'm going on a family trip and it will be the first time both uh, me and my wife are going to be leaving the dog with somebody else. Um, and so that's a little scary. Um, but yeah, this, this is going to, the first week is coming. I caught up with Sam after their first trip away from Sebastian. He told me Sebastian stayed with friends who also have dogs. They all became quick friends and everything turned out great. Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 6. There may not be another one. Man Afraid of Everything is me, Jed. You can find more episodes at getafraid.com. Theme music by FF Lowbeats. Thanks to Katie for helping with the edit. Thanks to Sam Balter. Check him out on the Weird Work Podcast and the upcoming season of The Growth Show by HubSpot. If you like the show, subscribe and tell a friend. If you're feeling stuck or want to try something new, check out the Get Afraid method at getafraid.com.